Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. From Florida International University, Dr. Eileen Marty joins us. Uh, Dr. Marty, let's talk about the uh, CDC uh, new guidelines. Are, are we learning how to just ignore COVID? Well, <clears throat> on an immunologic level, our bodies are ignoring COVID in a sense. You could, you could use that terminology. But the, the truth is that most, virtually everybody who uh, has been on the planet for a few years now has either experienced the virus and survived, um, or, you know, among those who are with us right now, obviously, uh, or they have the vaccine or both. And this means that we have extraordinarily high levels of immunity in our system and therefore um, the infectiousness, which is a combination of the innate, you know, the intrinsic biology of the virus and our biology, because, you know, how, how do we resist getting sick when something gets into us? Things are getting into our body all the time. And if we have uh, an appropriate defense against whatever is getting in, then the chances of experiencing anything from it go down. And so that's what's going on, is we have a lot more immunity amongst us. And therefore, um, even though the, the, the variant right now that's circulating overwhelmingly in the United States, including Chicago, is the JN.1 variant, and, um, and even though it is a powerful descendant of a, of a, a previous one, the, the BA 2.86 variant, or Parola, that you've probably heard about, in fact, I think we talked about it, it's a very potent virus, but because the, of all this immunity in our population, it's not leading to the same amount of hospitalizations, severe disease, and death. And also, there is the fact that we now have uh, really good antivirals for those who are more susceptible to getting into uh, a, you know, a bad situation and ending up in the hospital. We have things like Paxlovid. All of this reduces the risk from circulating virus. And that's part of the, the thinking behind changing the recommendation. Now, um, obviously, if somebody has symptoms, if you have, if you're still febrile and you are, you know, or you're not having a fever, but you're taking medication that, you know, like, um, you know, Tylenol or something to lower your fever, that doesn't count. But if you're fever free for at least 24 hours, then the amount of virus that you're shedding is going to be less. And the numbers of people who are susceptible to severe disease from virus that you're shedding is less. And so that has to be taken into consideration. On the other hand, there are still people who, because of their underlying conditions, are going to be negatively affected by this regulation unless people are conscientious. So if you are uh, conscientious about your fellow citizens, right? You should, if you ha- if you have symptoms and have to get out in the world for any of a variety of economic reasons or social reasons, etc., you should 
absolutely wear a respirator, you know, N95 mask when you are around susceptible people or Mm -hmm. going to be in a crowded situation so as not to spread the virus. But the reality is if you're if you're symptomatic, you probably should stay home if you can stay home. Let's hope people are conscientious. The other story I wanted to ask you about, scientists have found a major clue why four of five autoimmune patients are women. That's interesting. Yeah, they're talking about, um, so one of the, the, the reasons that they started thinking about this particular molecule being involved is um, because of people with Klinefelter syndrome. So what is Klinefelter syndrome? That's a rare condition in which a person is born not XY, as is typical for male, or XX, as is typical for female, but, uh, but with XXY. So these people appear, you know, are functionally men, maybe a little bit more um, feminine features to their, to their bodies because of the extra estrogens that they are secreting, etc. But they are functionally men. They, they look like men and they act like men and so forth. Um, but these people also have an increased risk of autoimmune disease. So the question became, what is the difference here? And instead of it just being hormonal, they're looking at a special type of gene called the ZIST gene, or exit gene, if you will, and it's um, XIST. Now, this is one of those really cool genes because Back in you know elementary school, we're taught about most of the genes that were initially discovered, which those genes function because you get the DNA transcribed into RNA, and the RNA is then translated into a protein. But the ZIS gene is not one of those genes. It's one of the much more common genes in our genome, and the much more, uh, they're really special genes because they are just RNA, and the function of this long, non-coding RNA is to turn off one of the X's in a female's um, cell. So uh, every female has these two X's, but every cell only has one of those X's turned on. And so that affects how a lot of um, genes function. And we've known that that might have something to do with, uh, because, uh, you know, as you turn off uh, genes that are on the X chromosome, a lot of the X chromosome genes are very important for immunology. So we knew that there was a connection, but what this team has now done is they've realized that the this particular piece of RNA, this long non-coding RNA, um, uh, in some individuals seems to entrap other types of proteins, other things besides doing its main job of turning off one of the X genes. And the other proteins involved have long been known to be associated with particular different types of autoimmune diseases. Hmm. So recognizing the role of cyst as part of the reasons why people may be getting higher, excuse me, women and and individuals with Klinefelters have a higher risk of uh, autoimmune disease is a real clue as to how we may, in the not-too-distant future, be able to reduce that risk. We'll be hearing more about that for sure. One more thing, Dr. Marty, will you be my valentine? 
Oh, absolutely, Bob. Um, <laughs> I'll share. I'll share you with my dear friend Marianne. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good one. Thank you, infectious disease specialist Dr. Eileen Marty.